You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. I hear you calling from the riverbank. I will be coming when the air is black. My time is lying on the factory floor. And all my time is lying on the factory floor. So let's go. Th- I'm going to do some quick hits. Um, There's a good one on Twitter. There's a, that's where we're at. Favorite hardcore lyricists. Oh, fuck. Um, fuck. Hardcore uh, lyricist. Uh, okay, so who who did the actual writing for 108? Was it Vic that did the lyrics, or are we saying oh, Rob did the lyrics? Probably a little bit of both. Probably a little bit of both. Bit of both. That, that team, straight up, I think that if you listen to the later era, not later, reunion, uh, but like pre-breakup late era 108 material in a social situation with headphones on you will feel yeah. complete and total atomization from your fellow man yeah. you will feel as though you are an island on which you can have no contact with another person complete alienation mm-hmm. and I don't know if that's a thing you desire to feel <laughs> but I will say if you if you walk through a busy subway terminal, not like I'm talking like one of the like, you know, like uh, Union Square or what, yeah. and you have Curse of Instinct playing in your fucking... Someone might get injured. You, honestly, you will feel as though none of this matters. These people are fucking automatons and you are scared for your future because you are totally atomized. And that is so fucking impressive. Absolutely. Um, Drago from Killing Time. Oh, nice. So he's a good okay. lyricist. Yes, it's kind of a wild card for me. Yeah, honestly. good. No, right. but but he's like for lyrics. hardcore. And yeah. to think that that dude was like eighteen writing the shit, pretty yeah. solid. Uh, Rennie from Starkweather, I think, is a great lyricist. Oh, Yo, that's a, you're the wild card man. That dude is just fucking ridiculous. Like, we're going to talk on that band at greater length one time. They're one of my so all time favorites. Such and I a think, weird band. Um. I think Carl Earth Crisis is a fucking great lyricist. Yo, so I don't think many people would necessarily agree with us, but I stand on the fact I've mentioned it in other podcasts. The fact that I remember those lyrics for twenty years. You remember those six syllable word lyrics? Yes. yes. Like he was wordy as fuck, yeah. and so I, I, I'm 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 not mad at that. I'll go with that. And you That's know, I'll also go for Bedard. Uh-huh. Oh really? Yeah, you know, I could agree with Bedard. I feel like Calling Hours is one of the most like he's got perfect hardcore song. like songs. The man ever. wrote a song about cigarette smoking in a way that wasn't lame. Like superhero, well, like superhero yeah. is basically about my partner, smoking, and it's not lame. It's a I think West is a great lyricist. I think West right, so is okay, kind of yeah. Let's let's name you. you, uh, you that's kind just, of a gimme. You're gonna say Drago, Starkweather, dude. Uh, yeah, I mean, I have a ton. Those just are really I'm good. Like a Those dork. are really good. But yeah, Wes A.N. I mean, this might just be because we just watched them three nights in a row yeah. and it kind of falls outside of, of hardcore, but fucking Blake from Jawbreaker. Brilliant. Schwarzenberg, which, yeah. Yeah, which those lyrics are yeah, incredible. Um, for hard, for hardcore, like I'm kind of a like a dumb, dumb hardcore kid. I'm like walking down the street with my Big Mac. Is You're going Jeff Parlin. Like that. <laughs> Breakdown. Those, just on like on a, <laughs> on a pure, on a pure like. I don't want to say stupid because I don't want to call Jeff Parlin stupid because I'm sure he's a swell guy. Smart guy. But uh. On just pure stupid meathead lyrics, "Street Fight" by Breakdown is amazing. I think, gr- and, I, and yeah. I mean, I uh, my entire band was based around what it is by Breakdown. So Breakdown yeah, so lyrics for me are. I think Tom might have been leaning into this. Uh, I'm going to go Walter Schreifels because yeah. I'm pretty sure he wrote all the. Start no, so so I'm going to go here. This is a this was a weird one. I um, saw one looking at your right. <laughs> slip, uh, great lyrics. Quicksand, slip. The lyrics on that are. Amazing. Now, quicksand. You know, the the most ardent traditionalists might say that falls way outside of hardcore. But we're none of them it, are in this. In room 2018, quicksand falls. I'm, well, I'd hardcore. also like to add Brendan from Incendiary. 
Okay. I think their lyrics are really well done. He makes songs that rhyme, but they actually are actually Can thought I say it. the one I just stole from your iTunes? Yeah, absolutely. George from Blacklisted. Oh, good. No yep. question. Yeah, clever. Jo- I've said this. George might take offense to this. He dances the finest line yeah. of cool shit and lame-ass warrior poet. Yeah. And he threads that needle so perfectly. He's done it very well for a very long time. I am shocked at what he gets away with. And what he can make me like. He, uh, I mean, if you even listen, if you go back to the old Blacklist and stuff, I think he was clever there in a more straightforward way. But then once you start with uh, Peace on Earth, War on Stage, his levels, he just, as he, he, he progressed as they progressed. He won ups there. He, and so, yes, he, that's um, a big jump, that record. And then, uh, yeah, I would say there was one other that was on the tip of my tongue. This band definitely falls outside of it, but. Um, Popeye from Farside. I really like a lot of his lyrics. Uh, and then I would actually give credit to Mike Halichuk and Damien from Fucked Up. I, I really like their lyrics. Some real weird, heady, twisted shit. So. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, I'm going Endeavor. We talked about them last yep. week or two weeks ago. Mike Olander. Uh, fucking great. Uh, I'm going to give Justice a lot of love on this. I think. Oh, that's underrated. That's yeah, that's a really good Sharp, one. Doesn't, yeah. get the, doesn't get credit the way he should, even... Because even from the demo, strong lyricist. No question. I think Mike Score is a strong lyricist from All at War. Uh, you know what? I, I mean, he's written the same subject matter for the last 25 years. It wouldn't years, be the one that I jumped to. but, uh, but uh, Jamie Hapreed before, like... You know you know what? Dude, Perseverance and Satisfaction, both Honestly, great lyrics. like, uh, the, problem with J- the problem with Hatebreed, period, is that even though they've cha- they had their metal period and all that, it's still kind of one note intentionally. You no, know but I mean? he's he's a he's a um, motivational speaker wrapped in riffs. Right, and and I, like it's literally like I think it's a possible that's what hate, it is. But no, I, I, yeah, I don't think I don't think anybody's hating on that. So, I got two more too. When let's give. I yeah. I got one that uh, I've been talking to you for like three days on the group chat about how much I love All Else Failed because they played that yeah, show the other day. You've been really on it, and I. I really don't think people listen to that with the ear that they should. I I really think All Else Failed has some of the most... I always Who say, is the girl from Philadelphia you're trying to leave Amelia for? Because that's what you're pitching, this All Else Failed. <laughs> you're just trying to get some heart. Wow. No, but no, no, no. Real real talk. That band has such a local love in Philly. It's it's yeah. wild. Oh, it, it's... It, I mean, they We're are... We're checking your New York visa. Yeah. <laughs> listen, I actually hate Philadelphia. I know. But I... I love some of the things that they've done there and I fucking love All Else Failed and I, I, I'm I going to bore everybody with this real quick. They have a song that is actually about the experience of being a front person in a band that is not just not corny, it's heart-rending and is re- it is seriously, I think, one of the best examples of like... I don't relate, but imagine singing a song where you are screaming at your audience. I don't relate to you when you sing along with me. I don't feel you in that way. Yeah, like, wow. yeah. And no, that's a, that's a real thing. That's, and if you when you start talking about the performance uh, uh, side of singing songs you wrote as deeply personal or meaningful to you, and it's like, oh, I've now performed this. 50 times and you're screaming the lyrics back at me but you don't know what I was feeling when I wrote it yeah. and I don't feel what I was feeling when I wrote it because I've now performed it 50 times right. I right. think yeah. I, it's just to me like as a dude that plays music I think All Else Failed is operating at a different level that most people are not recognizing okay. interesting yeah it's more because Wes made me think of it because and this is no knock on Wes but before Wes there was Ian from Reach the Sky yep. and Paul Bearer mm-hmm. Paul sure. Bearer sure both right. those mm-hmm. those dudes Tread kind of along I, the same lines of what West. Last, can I close it really off? Yeah, blog. I'm gonna give one last one. Ray Capo, he does get some shit for you today in generic lyrics, but when he hits Shelter, he's got some wild. Yo, shit Yo, Shelter on. is wild. Yeah, wild and wild and wild in a way because he takes he's singing about a belief set he took to heart so much he like went into it. He's sing rapping about spirituality yeah. for half those God fucking li- albums and, and making it, it catchy. Yeah, and making yeah. it catchy and like. There's a lot of people who he he certainly is a person who's gotten flacked over the years, and I could understand if you're in 2018 going, Ray Capo, who? But yeah, I, I'll rep for the dude every yeah, day. Absolutely. All right, um, I want to give this to Tom and Pat mostly, but Chris, if you want to chime in, I'll just say I, I 
tend to lean towards it's not the greatest, but he's good. Uh, talk about how Tim Singer is the greatest frontman of all time. He's not. He's not. Uh, he's, he's not the greatest, but well, he's very well, he, good. I one of the more intense frontmen. You know what though? I, okay, so. Uh, listen, I'm a Tim Singer actual super fan. Yeah. You know what I mean? Okay. Like I, we had a little group chat bonding over uh, Kiss a Goodbye. I love Kiss a Goodbye. And that guy. I, I think Kiss a Goodbye owns their vibe more than any band I've ever heard. I, I think they're fantastic. I think Dead Guy, fucking awesome. But uh, if you watch videos of Tim, or uh, like he just stands there. He just stands there. And but like, he projects like this weird intensity. He though. does. He does. But like, I don't know. Like it, we talked about it with Harm's Way. I, I need murder up there. You know what I mean? I don't care who you are. But he I'm, looks like he's on the verge of it. Though, I weigh hundred. Nice. I weigh 130 pounds. There's no reason that I should be murdering fools and you're not murdering fools. You know what I mean? That's how I feel. Anything okay. else to add on that, Tim Singer? We could. No, I mean I think he's super intense, and I think he like he's able to like radiate this like craziness without like fucking jumping into the crowd or punching people or whatever. Else. Here's a good frontman thing. Do you think Tim Singer is a better frontman than you? Better singer by no no frontman frontman frontman, frontman no frontman, nobody's no. a better frontman than me. Do you think he's me? a better frontman than you, Tom? Don't don't be don't be shy. Absolutely, you do. What? I don't Yo, you're not, not giving yourself credit. Man. You got to oh, give no, yourself more strong. credit. You're pretty strong. You're really strong. Like I'm pretty. You I don't know, yourself. dude. You might. I feel like he's fishing. You're fishing. Yeah, no, no, no. I'm not. He's not no, I mean, no, I, think, I think you're a better frontman. No, I think my my bands are really good, like cool, but like I don't. Chris, you're a better frontman. I don't have anything to compare it to because I never saw like any Tim Singer band live. I will say that Dead Guy's awesome. Yeah. Okay. Um. Uh, thank you. That was. Uh, I'm not going to read your thing, but you're. I think you're from Calgary, and you maybe have a band called Duska D U S K A dot Bandcamp dot com. Thanks for hitting us with those. Um, we're going to go through a couple quick ones. Is Satisfaction is the death of a desire the perfect <laughs> hardcore record or close to perfect? Thank yeah, you, it's, Adam. It's close. It's really close. It, yeah, it's it's really really close. I th- okay. I think that we said that probably that Inside Out record, but like obviously it's short. So we got four. So, yeah, yeah, or six. All right. Or um, Starkweather list of bands written off. Uh, no, just never, that? never written. In. Never. I don't know yeah, if they yeah, were never, around. Never I think they were like they had like a cult following yeah, of yeah. the ba- like. So if you ask, they had like, a little niche cult. But if you ask Jake Bannon or if you ask mm-hmm. Brian Fair from Overcast or if you mm-hmm. ask all these dudes, most influential influence influential act on a lot of dudes who went on to, to huge well, things. Well, a, a, a influence, not the Rorschach, gets some credit in there with a lot of those dudes. Too. You know what? But I everyone think, wanted to be running. Yeah, yeah I think yeah. a lot of okay. people would go Starkweather. But like they never really on. Well, the and they were always so okay. fucking weird. All right, like, talk about the Bible. Okay. Um, Religious studies, you major. Yeah, it's been a, been a minute since I read it. Uh, <laughs> you ever read the Bible? I mean, I did as a. I mean, not. Did you ever as read the Bible in, when I was like, like in school? Yeah, like, I never did. I was cool. My yep. parents were cool. Tom's, well, uh, Tom's band ripped them up on stage. Yeah. Oh, did you? That's right. Oh, dude, it's been it's it was, so many. Tom's going to hell. You just steal them all from hotels? Yeah, actually. <laughs> That's cool. I mean, it wasn't. It was mostly like the Atlanta dudes and all this yeah, sort of yeah. stuff, and I, it became. They like mailed a you thing. boxes. Uh, honestly, I think that. That moment, I think, is so fucking cool. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, for listeners that aren't from the South and et cetera, uh, the, re- the I'm from the Northeast. When I we're went godless to, up here. When I yeah, when <laughs> no I went, to, when I went to the South for the first time and found all these like recovering Christians, quote unquote. Oh yeah. Like people that were like in the the wreckage of their family life, which was about religion. And where the the like later on from this, the like God free shirts really mean some shit. That's what I'm saying. Like for me, God free is like obviously my yeah. cool dude, slogan. I, I'm a homie. college educated yeah. adult. What are you talking about? But like, but but for for the kids in the South, it's really a rejection of not just. God, but it's a rejection of everything that alienates them from their yeah. parents. Everything that like isn't making sense in the society. Heavy it's, shit. Like it's a, it's a thing. People in California, people in New York, you can't get this. It is fucking yeah. weird. And not you know, for us. Not when, not our world. Not our world. But when you when you spend time in Atlanta, when you spend time in the area around it, you start to get it. And so, for the Atlanta kids to show up at festivals and shit like that, for Tom's band, which had a, like a, a explicit. Uh, anti-faith sort of agenda like or, or at least lyrics I won't give you an agenda yeah. but 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 the uh, and for them to rip up Bibles now ripping up Bibles is totally like childish nonsense but for people that is oh. like for people that it's like a meaningful re- a meaningful symbol of a rejection of a thing that they really feel has impacted their life negatively Yo, I loved it. I thought that was the funnest, fucking coolest thing. It used to get fucking wild. Now, I think it's question, the coolest thing. Tom, yeah. I don't, I don't know if I'm remembering right. Was it the last Foundation show where you 
somebody brought you guys Bibles, and instead of you guys tearing them up, you let was it Foundation tear them up? Am I misremembering the story? Um, I think Foundation did it because that was kind of like it was like a guy. There was a bunch of the Bibles, and everybody was ripping them off. It was a whole. Well, thing. I mean, we've had like experiences at different festivals and stuff that like. You know, like we play like uh, like Gainesville Fest, and like mm-hmm. people would like literally like be like lighting them on fire and like firing them into the crowd, and like um, remember that band Red Red Roses for a Blue Lady? I do. Yes. yes. That dude got up on the stage shirtless, like freaking out, like you've never seen, tearing them like and like fucking eating Bible pages like at a fest. <laughs> we played um, uh, Furnace Fest in oh, Birmingham, oh, Alabama. Oh, religious yep. fest. Yep. Uh, you know, mostly, you know, it was like kind of yeah. like a mixture of a secular and like a... Yeah, yeah. we're calling that a Christian it, Oh, uh, like the second you said it, I was like, how did they play? Well, I mean, yeah. yeah, so like we, I forget what, whatever, we played with like Hatebreed and Inflames, whatever the fuck it was. And same kind of thing. It was like our, you know, Southern heathens versus these fucking Christian dudes. And, um... What's happening over there? Time and, check. Uh, and just people like fucking freaking out. Like, you know, some people are ripping up Bibles. Christian kids are like picking up the Bible pages, oh. like. Well, was- that's the part you think about for these kids, as as Pat described. I think he described that really well. What it's like if you're new to that show and you see a dude up there tearing the Bible in half. It's like, oh, whoa, where? I and mean, it was I? a fucking. It was a war. It was the like moment. a religious war. And then, on the very first Axe to Grind podcast, I had. An axe to grind, which is related to this. Oh, please, nice. Which I throwback, throwback, flashback Friday. More like throw down. Oh, because so this was the whole thing. We had done a tour with Throwdown, Most Precious Blood did, mm-hmm. and it ended at Furnace Fest. So um, after the show, whatever, one of the dudes from Throwdown, um, Keith, I guess, sure, comes up to Matt Miller and he goes, "Most Precious Blood before this tour." Thumbs up, man. After this, t- after tonight, thumbs down. And I was like, "You are not a fucking punk. If if you're that offended, you're in a band. Whether you w- believe or not, or that whatever. W- you're you're in a band that was literally six 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 visions. Yeah. And now you're gonna be like, that wasn't cool. What you did. Well. Wow. I think that's mad corny. And Fucking Front Street, man. I think you're. I think it's fake. You yeah, know what I mean? He's an Orange County guy. He, they're, they're all secret Republican. Trinity all, Broadcast Network employee, probably. You know what I'm saying, though? Like, it's like even it's, if you don't agree with it, you can totally not agree. That is that is the what? definition of being punk is to be able to see that and not agree. And if you wanted to say something, that would be cool. But to go now, I don't like you. <laughs> right, like you guys are terrible. We just spent three weeks with you, but now you're not on our you know favorite band list because we just took you out of our MySpace top eight. How yeah. about that, Tom? Your fans, your you know the kids that like your bands actually stood for something and not just funny songs about straight edge. So well, yeah, I, honestly, like you know, I don't know how old y'all were at that point, but like like I cut I cut some fucking like, slack for that thirty three year old because yeah. I think he was at the perfect when that happened yeah. when that uh, fucking no warning record happened that perfect age to feel alienated by it like if Keith I don't know I hope he dude was, I was like 27 nah, so he's probably yeah, like okay, 25 right, now we're, we're cutting no, no slack yeah. alright he's corn ass so like nah I listen I we talked about this with X Elegy or X who X Elegy X yep like I it's 2018 I've seen everything guitar music has to offer yeah you if you want to fucking grab somebody that has seen everything, heard everything, grab them by the fucking throat. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Like fucking like if you're I would go to a show where somebody fucking burned the Bible and I would go to the show where somebody was like reading verses, reading <laughs> verses, saying like, let me tell you how you're going to burn in hell, you apostate fucks. Like I would I, please give me something. Do you think I need to agree? I don't need to agree with a motherfucker. If I thing. went to a goddamn show and they were like, kill every chubby Irish guy, oh, I'd be God, like, I, I wouldn't be like, I am offended <laughs> and triggered. I'd be like, fuck yeah. You I, might start looking around a little bit. Though, a little like, bit. <laughs> and I'd be like, I'm, I'm a little skinnier than that guy, so I could yeah. probably outrun him when shit yeah. goes down. It's, it's That's not, what I'm looking you're for. You're pushing him down. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm going to run over you. But, but, like, but, but at most shows, it's like you'd be the majority anyway, so fuck it. Of course. But you know what I'm saying, though? It's like, let it fucking, like, that's part of the deal. And if yeah. you are offended by that as someone who never really proclaimed to be Christian, yep. if some dude from fucking Zayo came up to me and was like, <laughs> you know what, man? I liked your mosh parts until you did all this bullshit. 
I get it. <laughs> yeah, you're like, yeah, that, oh, weird. You know That's what I mean? So weird. Stretch Armstrong guy was like, you know, hey, we were cool, but that kind of bummed me out. Right. I'd be like, yeah, you know what? I get it. This is your thing. You've always stood for that. Sure. You don't fucking. That's like the one of the most unpunk okay. things ever. What you, you, happened? You, you know what? I had no idea. Stretch Armstrong was like a yeah. Oh, yeah. And actually, no we got asked oh. about them. My, so, mind you, I paid pretty much zero attention. To well, I mean, they yeah. never yeah. probably made a, an impact. They played a dozen none. shows I went to. And I, they actually did. They, oh, Larrabee had a soft spot for them. I bet they were but, buddies. So, quick story. Yeah. Because I know at some point you want to talk about back to school gym. We're never going to get to it. But we'll probably that, do that it on That Framingham back Framingham back to school gym. Stretch Armstrong was on that show, and literally every. I don't want to say cool kid because like it was like the cool Boston Scenester cool kids and yeah. like us like second tier like kids were all outside because none of us gave a shit about that band. And Larry came to the door and just yells, Stretch Armstrong's playing. Everybody get inside except you, Matt Bailey. You dropped out of hardcore five years ago. Amazing. <laughs> That's really funny. Uh, Ian Larry is a fantastic human being. I love that dude. Yeah. I think we're all on the same page. Shock me. You know what I mean? Like fucking whatever I, the fuck it is. Yeah. Like shock. Grab somebody. You got to grab the fucking world by the goddamn throat. Shock. Okay. Do something to extreme. Yeah. The, so the Bible. Uh. Yeah. It's it's a thing and it's, yeah, a it's book fake. That it's made up. <laughs> yeah. Mean, yo. I. I. I'm not I even mad at I'm it. I'm not mad at the Bible. I just don't. I. I think it's a neato story and uh, it's fine. And for some so people, is the Da Vinci it, Code. Right. Yeah. Oh. I. I'm. I'm, I'm, I'm more into Lord of the Rings. So I really like the the A Song of Ice and Fire series. Some really good podcasts on that too. By the way, if you want, if you think our podcast is nerdy. Go dig up some Game of Thrones. Podcasts. I mean, that American hardcore book is fake, most of it, too. And <laughs> I mean, I, listen, I read that, too. Yeah. All right, all right. So we're going to go quick. We already talked about Stretch Armstrong enough. That's good. Nice kids. Nice yeah. men. Yeah, all right. <laughs> Gentlemen. Um, yeah, ni- nice teachers for 10 years. Nice 57-year-olds. Yeah. Um, can we do this one quickly? Please grind your big, fat axes. Good use, buddy. I like that. On which classic hardcore records you think actually suck. Matt, Dooner, um... Whose location is parts unknown? So Actually, bold. <laughs> oh, bold! You're gonna say bold? Speak out. I, yeah, I'd okay. say bold at all. You know, but no, I mean? no, no, no. I don't agree. No, we don't agree. But but like there's bold. a differentiation there. Two good songs. Bold speak. Bold just in general. Just I mean, speak out is not a good record. It's you know, looking like, back, it's is a good got record. a good song on it, but it's not a good record. I like speak out. I'm, but the big thing that I will that I think happens with bold in general is there are people who love bold. And they make people who don't like bold hate bold because of the way they love bold. You know, that's what? a I, fair assessment. I don't, yeah. know, I don't know if I run You're into people Albany, that that's love fine. bold. No, we, because in 2018, we absolutely there's not a lot. just argued with a dude all week. Of Our friend Yvonne Murillo, who's yeah. making fun he of loves Mar- bold, loves, loves bold. bold, making loves fun bold. of us for going to Jawbreaker, and is like, what kind of world are we in that a band like Jawbreaker can sell out Brooklyn Steel? Bold can't. Oh God, Ivan I, mean, I love you. That, that, Yvonne, but that yeah. was his legit. But like that's not going to happen. We're in a Never. room that we're in a room that a bedroom, New York bedroom that would be the size of a bathroom anywhere in Middle America, and I don't think Bold could sell out this space. No. Not I, Middle America. I, I, I think I think Bold is horrendous. Like I, did, I think I do I love you need Crippled to listen again. So if you live Crippled, Crippled Dude, all right, we we'll pause there. We'll put a we'll do a listening party on this. Um, I like Bold. I don't love bold because of the people who love bold but i still like them and it's one of those things where people who love bold like bold but really love to talk about like loving bold and love wearing the bold they're shirt, a shirt band. Let's they're a honest, merch band what they really love is the logo yeah, they love the logo I'll they love give bold the they love logo the look and, and that record i think there's some cool tracks on speak out i actually they really catch me with the late stuff uh when Tom Capone joins the band and they kind of get a little churnier and it's weird. It's a weird take on that stuff. I don't think it's a sound that's big now. I don't think it's a sound. I think a lot of kids who, you know, consider themselves into like youth crew or the youth crew sound don't fucking like bold. Really don't like the sound. They, they sound more like instead or fucking gorilla biscuits, but, uh, yeah, bold. I'm all right with it. Um, but that's, that's Chris's classic record he doesn't like. I have another. He has actually, another, okay. I could have, I might have picked yeah. before Bold if I hadn't had Bold on my mind because yeah. of Avon. Yeah. Seven Seconds of the Crew. Oh, Ooh. whoa. That's a hot, hot take. take. Pa- Pat's going to get defensive like I did on Bold. Yo. Yeah. <laughs> Pat will never. I, I, I think it's one 
long fast song for like it is. 85% of it and I'm not It's a good it's get, a really good I song. Get, I can't get down with it. Uh, you know, I, actually he's not my favorite lyricist, but I'd say Kevin Seconds was great a, was a, a step above. Mm-hmm. I, I think he was especially real, for the time. Oh yeah. my, for the time. Yeah, let's put it like It was that. in a yeah. it was in a real different headspace yeah, with 100%. it. So I do enjoy other 7 Seconds stuff. I yeah. enjoy his lyrics. It's just that one that one record I know is supposed to be the classic and to me I'm like and to me I'm like Oh, you know what? And to me I'm like walk together rock together. I'll go walk together rock together. I think there's some of the the next couple records that I'm not going to say like yo this is the canon but there's he's doing some cool stuff I think um, yeah. tr- Trust is on the crew is that right? Yeah, oh, that's a good song yes. that is yo if we think about what hardcore was at the time and we think about what that song did which is a song mm-hmm. about like actual romantic love mm-hmm. with somebody yeah. that one is one thing amazing. left between us that's a must that, you could play that at your wedding. That's you know true. what I mean? Like it's fucking. Ray Capo covered it on the "Can't Close My Eyes" tour, sang it, uh, dedicated to his girlfriend. So That's you guys what, on that same wavelength. That's what I'm uh. saying. All right, so Tom, can I go band rather than record? Like, because they don't really—they have like a discography. Do okay, it. go for it. That it's—it's it's a hot take. I'm probably gonna get shit on. Definitely no, by Morgano. I have the hottest take. So please maybe do. by you. Okay. Outburst. Mm. Band sucks. Yeah. Killing their, their killing time and all those types of bands did it first and better. So you were, they weren't around. They had already broken up by the time you got into hardcore. Barely, yeah. yeah we they played were, their they first early, reunion right. in like right, right. one of yeah, their first yeah. reunions, and no, I mean, uh, Outburst had a minute where they became canon. I spoke on this earlier, but Chris can re- Chris remembers it clearly yeah, too. I do, too. It was very who was like, the band that brought who, Outburst? Uh, right Brigade helped, and then Right Brigade and the Floor Punch dudes really pushed it, and then No Warning dudes clinged onto it real hard, and it just. But popped. I mean, is it mostly because the it fucking hard way? No, it's because mm. it got hyped. And the um, Mission Impossible Mosh. It got hyped yeah. up. It just got, and this is somebody what? asked I, something. I, I, I this is going to connect. This is somebody's yeah. going to. It's going to connect to a question about a very different kind of band, which is like, how does one band, yo, know, a couple people in the echo chamber yelling loudly enough can make something grow, and that's For what sure, happened yeah. with Outburst. All right, mean. classic band that. Do you record, got one? Yeah. Do you got a classic record? You're I, looking I, through? Yeah. I just have the hottest take of all time, which okay. is that I don't have any need for the Chromax in my life whatsoever. Ever? Ever. Like, you never put on Age of Quarter and like, God, like, Street Justice no. doesn't make you no. want to. Really, truly. Like, uh, I'm going to make some listen to the Age of Quarrel t shirt, so let's, let's I, figure that out. I, Pat will not get one. I, I'll wear one. I honestly felt alienated from it as a kid because of the kids that were into it because it was like so yeah can you talk about this because because you were in a very different place with this right as compared to tom or chris or me that was, I will that say, was though, our bible i feel alienated from it now yes so oh yeah th- there they was, ruined it it was the uh poser record du jour when i was not in my most formative era but just past just past that, that the late 90s it, like yeah. it was like it was just a thing that like the shitheads insisted on jamming down your throat as like a thing. And like, I just felt alienated from it forever, but I've come back to like, yo, Troy Corps was not my shit when I was a kid. You know what I mean? Like, even though I saw those shows, but uh, now I'm like, you can put on some of that music and I'll be like, yo, I've totally, see the, like I totally see the validity, not section eight, but I totally see the validity. The of this, Berkowitz? Uh, why are we going down the third <laughs> tiers? But uh, what about clay people? Yeah. Jesus, dude. Oh my clay, God. Clay people reference. Whoa. Yeah. What's up? That's straight jacket. Maybe uh, straight jacket. I'll fuck with. Anyway, yeah. point yeah. is, yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, I mean, Sigma is the only but, but I've go- Yeah. The only one. That's no, true. Really. But I, but I came back to a lot of shit that I didn't like as a kid. For whatever reason, Age of Quarrel still, still, I, I, gave, it, I gave it another shot like fucking three months ago where I was like, you know what? I've, I've tried this record 11 times in my life. Maybe this will be fucking the time. Still, I'm like, okay, I get it. You know what I mean? I get it. I'm not mad at it, but I'm just like, it just doesn't hit you. I don't need this. You know? Wow. I mean? I mean, I think about it. I go, this record's 32 years old. These dudes are like fucking you insane. Know, there's oh, people that it. think it's absolute actual perfection, and I respect it. I, I mean, get it's pretty it, goddamn close. But yeah. I just, I'm not there. Yeah, it is a perfect record to me. Continue to give it a try, but but that's another one in the same way as the uh, the fans really hurt it. It really, it became as someone who loved it at the time. It did get to the the critical mass of okay, okay we can like we, we can stop it. talking. You know, it got a we little can stop bit of the outburst it. treatment 100%. around the same time because yeah. they yeah, were yeah, kind yeah. of in a lull. I would say yeah. that, and it got talked and, up, and because the straight edge thing was kind of over, but but people were kind of getting into heavier, you know, harder stuff. We'll say, um, okay, 
mine uh i don't even know where this take will be but people often think oh bob likes this kind of stuff in new jersey turning point don't need them in yeah. my life at all yeah don't care never done anything uh, honestly never I, and and like there's a lot i talked about four walls four walls is so much more important to me than turning point and i don't even say that's, that a, dick see, that's a hot t- i'm with you yeah but but i think that would be a hot and it's just something any, oh absolutely and i mean this one. like if you know if you really want my new jersey love it's vision vision well, in the now, eyes now you've but no no you've played here, your hand quick, but dude, quick, the quick, vision quick. was a no quick thing yeah, in new jersey like i said it with two older friends in new jersey and it's like yeah like if you're from New Jersey and it's like, oh, I don't like vision. It's like, oh, shit. If you're from anywhere else and it's like, oh, I like vision. It's like, oh, wh- wh- shocker. Yeah, correct. It's, correct. But it's a very, they you know, local. Canon for New Jersey. Canon for yeah. New Jersey. And Turning Point kind of gets thrown around and especially younger people. But it just never clicked. And I tried and I have tried. More like yeah. almost like a Philly thing because of Trenton and everything. South they, Jersey. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like they yeah. were more. But but yeah, turning point kind of gets thrown I, in this classic. I, I, I've got I've got, I've got a lot. I'm, I'm currently go, at the, I'm currently more. at the Wikipedia. And, 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 <laughs> like the NYHC yeah, Wikipedia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Throw another one out there. A, I'm, I'm gonna say Life's Blood. I don't give a fuck. Oh, I like him a lot. I feel like that would be up your alley. No, I. You know what? You'd think it would be. Yeah. And I just when I listen to it, I'm like, yeah, sounds of the era. I get it. You know Not I mean? for the week. Yeah. There's some um, some of the mythology helps their their sound. Super yeah. touch. Overrated as fuck. Overrated. I can't do it, and I. I think they got overrated, and they came back down, and I. Yeah, that's true. That's all true. A lot of this stuff really does fall under that outburst umbrella where they got talked up. Talked. Well, and that's the thing. Like, like I can't. I don't think Stigmata's classic hardcore or Troycore. And I made the joke in the last episode, like, yo, that's the the proof in the pudding. Like, a couple guys who can be very intensely into something can really push it to the point. Like, yo, here's the thing that the conversation about the Chromags, young people. And I, I will be Bob 500 is, years. Bob is so yeah. tired. So it's one o'clock in the morning on and a I Friday. I got a two-hour drive home. Um, Age of Quarrel is the Chromax record. Okay, that's it. Not it's Alpha, cute. The whole not, best wishes thing not, is cute. Not Alpha it. and Omega. Oh, not near-death experience. Shit. And I've had people talk to me, younger people, like oh, I love Alpha and Omega. Well, because people like to be contrarian. I mean, well, that's yo, some, but that's only. Well, I'm going to contrarian you right now. I. Pretty much like the entire Chromax discography, and that's no, fine. That's but that's if you're going to say, you're going to say, like, no, I'm not going to pick it over each other. Yes. That's, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, people don't do that. Do I say, they? I yeah, say they do. They do. Yes, they do. I say this is a non. No, we did have that guy as a non-fan. Best wishes. Non-fan. You're right. Non-fan. You'd be insane to say anything. Yeah. Yeah, like it's just so weird. I mean, best wishes is fantastic, and if it wasn't coming after the best hardcore record ever, it would be a classic in and of itself. But it's kind of even the bad records have something to offer. Yeah, and I, I yeah, there's there's. Tracks. But if you put it above Age of Coral, you're high as a goddamn kite. That's right. goddamn like, right. You're, you're trying to prove something. I don't know okay. Any don't others know. we want to throw out there on this classic tip? Uh, you know, let's see. Uh, government issue don't care at all. Not even a touch. No. Not even a little. Does bit. anybody? No, no, I don't think they do. They get name checked a bit. I don't think so. Okay. But um, they were too old to like people for for people to really give a shit. Like I know, like Legless Bull. It's fine. I know like Alone yeah, in a I mean, Crowd covered government issue. Yeah. And I've met, I don't box. know if there's a video of this that exists, but if there's a video yeah. of it that exists, I feel like the only person going off is Jules. That's yeah. just my guess. Uh, in my eyes, don't care at all. Uh, floor Punch, don't care at all. Uh, let's see who else we got. <laughs> going wait, through. Wait, wait, who's the one? In my eyes, in my floor eyes punch. and Floor Punch. In my Floor Punch. And it's hard because I know they are now old. and But, but I guess they are eyes, classic rock at this point. Yeah, yeah, I know. Uh, floor Punch, I, you know, have, used to have a personal spot yeah, for, but, same. you know. Uh, but I think floor punch stands the test of time in a way. I think they do. Ten yard fight don't. They don't. Correct. Judge don't care. Kill your idols don't care. Uh, Pat's just looking at the New York list. Yeah. As you can tell, we're in New York. I mean, Judge kind of ruined its luster, but you cannot front on those records. No, you know what? It's. Weird. I bet he it, didn't like them before. Uh, straight up, it's weird mm-hmm. that I don't. It's weird that I don't like it because it, it actually kind of pushed things into this heavy space that I enjoy. You enjoy right? But like, do you like Strife? You know what? I, oh, that's a good point. I, I, so, first stage dive was at a Strife show. I I, I like the one record. Uh, one truth. No, in this defiance. In this defiance. It's a better record. Which ones? Which ones with uh, turning gray? You in and this me? defiance. Uh, yeah, I like that one better. Um, uh, but no, I wouldn't say I'm any sort of Strife head if that's what you're asking. Uh, what was the stage? But dive? you like Strife when, when more than it? you like Strife more than Judge. It's at bogeys, I want to say, and it was a bad bogeys, stage. Yeah. Dive. Uh, you like Strife more than Most Judge. Most first stage. Yeah, I probably do. Yeah, yeah that's I went to QE two to see sh- with Strife. Uh, I might have been there. It was end of line indecision Strife. Uh, might have been there. Yeah. Indecision was a big thing at the time. Okay, so yeah, so sorry. I think that's good on our classic list. Uh, it, thanks for the put question. Fuck. That was that was good. Like in Big Albany. Albany. Big in Albany. All right. So this ties into the 
We'll, we'll do this one quick. How does a band like Martyr AD become a legacy band without being that hot in their day? True, not hot. Echo We've chamber. Echo same chamber. Out, bullshit. Outburst syndrome. Same thing as that. Yeah, just just at a smaller level because yeah. Outburst can't, you know, Outburst can pop up and play a reunion at Brooklyn Bazaar and have it be awesome. Because it's with Killing Time, so it's like the perfect storm. Yeah, of, but like no one cared about Killing Time at that, let's be honest. Martyr AD did, but, did, yeah. did The kids did went to that show, whatever, went to Outburst, and I feel like cool. the, when Martyr AD played that fest, the people who want to see Martyr AD went to that fest, and it'll be the same thing as Outburst. I mean, now and they're it. doing more they and more shows, and they're getting... Smaller and smaller yeah, responses. What happens when you? That goes. Yeah. Okay, uh, Logan asks: Do you perceive younger generation fans to have a short attention span when it comes to hype bands? Will Turnstile fade the way some other smaller acts before them have? No, no. no I, I do I think, agree that I mean, there they, is a short attention span, but I think Turnstile. Look is how long Turnstile's been big. Yeah, they've been big since like 2013. You right. know what? If this record, I think this record's good. I finally gave it a, like a headphone listen to like actually, yeah. d- and I think it's I think it's actually stronger than I said right. when I reviewed it. I th- I think it's cool and I think it has some lasting uh, value. Right. If it was even a shred less than what it is, I I honestly think maybe we'd be approaching a time where kids are ready for the next thing. I, I, but that's not a knock against turnstile. I just honestly think that the attention span is really there's a quick turnaround now. Right, but I, I think I really a hype think band. Is. Is like I think it's band almost that, that a record came out two months ago and now everyone's yeah. fucking loves yeah, it. The, I mean, the you know the one percenters, the code oranges, the fucking power trips, the turnstiles. They've been at it for a fucking grip. So yeah. like yeah. they've gotten to this point, but like it wasn't like. You know, Code Orange put out a record and then everybody jocked the them. Last, they toured for 10 years. The last Sound of Fury I booked was in 2009 and we booked Power Trip. That was 2009. Right. Yeah. And they weren't a brand new band. Um, so, yeah, that's that's a good one. They Thanks. played United Blood the first time we played United Blood. Jesus. Right. And that was um, like 2000. And I, I, my, my, my feeling on this is do you perceive younger generation fans, short attention spans when it comes to hype bands? I perceive that the issue is access to information and that – there's when you have the ability to to listen to anything and everything at any time, fuck yeah, you just kind of digest it and you consume it in a different way than older people. Because like even going back to worse. last week, like when Ivy was talking about like Dead Guy, yeah, and yep. our age range, like how the fuck did you find Dead Guy? Yeah, there's it, no way, like unless you had a cool older friend. Which guess what? Back in the day, none of our friend, older friends were dicks, no, and we're like, right. you don't deserve like right, yeah, if you had the friend right. that owned the Antidote seven inch, he's not letting you hear it. Yeah, or like taking away your purple burn shirt because you don't belong. You don't deserve it because you're a new no. guy. No, yeah, you're, you're he's personal. passing along. Yeah. That didn't happen to me. That's, that's, no, but it did happen to my buddy. It just passing along and letting you hear shit. So um, really do that. Shit, do that. that do that. For five people. bucks in a Newberry Comics. Those are fucking easy to get. Back. All right. So so here we go. Um, we're almost done here. We've been running for a while. Let's see here. I know. It's all right. I don't sleep. I could go all night. Hint hint. All right. Matt says more turnstile, less good, clean fun. Yep. Definitely. Yeah, yeah, I think everyone in the universe. More like, yeah, more like all our all no this good, good clean, clean fun, fun talk and like admissions. That doesn't mean we want people to like the yeah, band. No. Bad. We're month, not even putting them on the fucking playlist, okay, homies? If this band does a reunion in the next year, I'm taking. Yeah, we're. I'm blaming Pat Kinlan for that because no, it was his fault. All right, uh, good question here. Uh, biggest bands that don't slash didn't really tour, and how does that work? You write a really good record, and yeah. it's great, and people fucking catch on to it. Yes, that's possible. Or you be like a local phenomenon. Yes, yes. Uh, yeah. or you be or you big up your own community so much yeah. that you live there forever. Yep, and, and that exists. There's lots of that, local headband. Yeah, and straight up, like, if I sound dismissive of it because I'm from a different thing where I, I like to travel, like to tour and get out and do all that shit... Uh, it's not intentional because I think the other thing is just as valid. We've talked about wisdom and chains on this podcast. Like, yep. I think that sort of shit is honestly cool. I think it's there's cool. A place for that. There's, I think it's cool to. And be, I think that band's great. The, like, all but I'm of, saying, like the non-touring, like there's a place for incendiary yeah. to call yeah, a spot yeah, yeah, for wisdom yeah. and chains. Yeah. All this, you know. I think it will all else failed play a place besides Philadelphia this year. I mean, they played Brooklyn. Oh, they did. They did that last week. What? Last Sunday they played Vitus with. Uh, wow. Of Fire and. Dissolve. Wow. What? Sold out. Fucking all else sold out. Really? Imagine that. Well, I mean, it's 225 people. Yeah, but who, I mean, fuck it. I, man, I wish I went. All right. Okay. Sure, I uh, so, yeah, there's a way, but it's it's a weird thing. Um, let's make this the last question. Lightning round. Here we go. Yeah. <laughs> now, last question. If there's, and we'll get some deep answers here. If there's something you wish bands would do in 2018, what would it be? 
Could be a collective answer or answered according to each other's preferences. Thanks for laying out the yeah, rules, brother. All right. Um, so if there's our so, fucking axe to grind, we will say wherever yeah. the fuck we <laughs> if want. If there's something you wish bands would do in 2018, what would it be? I wish they had. I mean, and this is going to be trite and it sounds fucking cheesy, but I think I wish bands had a little bit more substance. I think like no one had like I don't need you to go up there and talk for 15 minutes in between songs, but. Something more than like, I want to give a shout out to my friend for coming out to the show would be kind of nice. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hi, this is Chad Nicefield. And this is Justin Press. We're the host of Making Waves, the Shiprock Podcast, a part of the Sound Talent Media Podcast Network. We're inviting you to sail away with us on an epic journey in musical enlightenment. Every week, we bring you only the best artists in rock music and discuss everything from the cruise to the stage to the saga of being a professional recording artist. We'll have lots of special guests along the way, so tune in every week. Your stateroom is available every Monday morning, so welcome aboard. Bowie, Dylan, Marley. You've heard the names and maybe you've heard their songs, but what about the stories behind the records that make titans of music like these so universally loved and important? Join me, Josh Adam Myers, host of The 500, as each week I go through a different album from Rolling Stone Magazine's 500 Greatest Albums list from 2012 with an incredible lineup of comedians, actors, and musicians talking about how the music has impacted their lives. New episodes of The 500 come out every Wednesday. Listen now wherever you get your podcasts. I miss like the kind of social kind of um, I don't know. I, f- I feel like it's there's not as much kind of information being passed around and kind of you know being hip to certain people's mindsets and stuff like that. I don't think that that doesn't really happen anymore. It's sort of kind of get up there, say some cool stuff, get out, you know, and sort of well, either like you're a party dude, let's crack some, let's rip some beers or whatever the fuck, or like you're just up there kind of. Giving shout outs to your friends, you know. I wish people had more stuff to say. I, uh, so, I have a kind of maybe a wild card one that I don't. I honestly think that in an era where recording is so cheap, I don't see any reason why you're not doing immediate covers or immediate clapbacks at response songs, whatever. To, like. If you have real contemporaries, if you have, if you are like, um, I don't need, the problem is that in, in hardcore, nobody knows how big they are. Right. So like, you don't know who your actual contemporary, your actual peer is, but if you can establish who that person is, I think that you should do a cover of their song the week it comes out. I think that you should do things that are like fun and kind of antagonizing in a way that is like. It's not beef. It's light. It's fucking. But it's just like. But that doesn't exist. Antagonism doesn't exist in hardcore. Anymore. It does. It's so weak. I I really find this so irritating. Like no, when you hear about the back channel shit, it's like ooh, but it's like yo, this is so fucking. Pedestrian. And it goes back it's to the not. fucking Bible tearing. Yeah, right. that's straight up antagonism, yeah. and just for the sake of it, almost yeah, at uh, the time. Uh, and it's performative too. Right. You know? uh, so like, it's actual, but it's performative. So, so that would be a great example, actually. If you were coming from, and these scenes are kind of in, a, in a, either in a lull or in a different space. But let's say that you were part of that Godfrey scene that was in Atlanta at the sure. time. In 2018, when you can go into a demo style studio for, for 200 bucks total, uh, why wouldn't you cover the God Band? that just put out a record that week. Like, why wouldn't you, you know what I mean? Like it, it is a provocation. Very hip hop. It's a provocation. Like right. I'm like, I think there's a reason why so many hardcore dudes end up as hip hop guys. And I'm not talking about like the SoundCloud thing that like kids are rapping. Now I'm talking like, you know, you meet a lot of dudes that are like, they hit 30 and they're just like, yeah, I listen to hip hop. You know what I mean? Right. And, like, but I get it on one level, one level because it like, I follow hip hop news and how much hardcore news do we follow? We might be the closest that hardcore has to news right now. And we're, right. we're just trying to be Joe Budden. Yeah. Well, we're literally just giving our opinions on everything yeah. instead of being like, 
oh, yo, did you hear about like the cinder block through the windshield thing that happened and whatever? And right. we can't get into that gossip because we don't want to die young. But like, <laughs> but, but, I mean, we ain't that we're young. All, we're all pretty old. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'll take it. Yeah. I had a good run. <laughs> so the point is that like, I think I don't see a reason why not. Like, self defense, we like to do. We like to record whenever we have a day off on on tour. This next tour that we do, I might if we get a day off, I might be like. Yo, who, which one of our peers put out a, a record in the last in, whatever? Yeah. yeah, let's fucking cover it. You know, what I mean? and but I, the problem is I don't know who our peers are. Like for me, that's like blacklisted. But like, uh, you know, like is I, that for the rest of your band? Like, would it, they even? Well, they, they would be d- game for that. Like, but like what I mean is like that wouldn't be a hot fresh take for a young person because we're to a young person we're both like you know like maybe blacklisted is is old for somebody. Maybe my band's old for somebody. But like it wouldn't be like. Like oh shit! Like it wouldn't be like run to the internet with that. So what I'm asking is for like one of these young hot bands, like Day by Day. We I heard them last episode, thought it was fucking lit. Like, yo, that something that's like kind of like hot and immediate and cool and like people are into it. Like, I think it's weird that they wouldn't like take the opportunity to be like, yeah, let's fucking set it off with somebody from California. And if we meet in the middle of the country and play some shows together, that's cool. People get that it wasn't a real fucking beef. It was just like. Let's make let's make something worth fucking talking about in 2018. You know what I'm saying? Like how, like you right. said, you got to grab grab people's attention. I think that that's a cool way to grab people's attention. I know this is like a left field suggestion that we start all covering each other, but like I no, I mean it's something the hardcore idea. bands have done a lot in different times. I mean it's a tried and the true split tradition. seven inch with you know you or cover a the split other seven band. inch yeah. or like like a lot of bands would do like hey our friends band did this record and they're we're on tour we're gonna cover one of their songs. That's what I'm saying. Like but, but like in the era where you could record something today shittily have a friend master it tomorrow and, and have it up the next day and yeah. have it up the next day are yeah. you motherfucking kidding me right like yeah, there's so much potential for us to have like a real fucking like back and forth gossip fucking community ass thing going on and like i said it's all good it's not actual beat you up beef it's fucking like it's a it's a jab it's a i'm keeping you fresh i'm keeping you on your toes you know what i mean like right everything are like subtweets there's no fucking people calling out people like, anymore I, Honestly, like maybe self defense, who is like, you know, playing fucking folk music at this fucking point. Like, like maybe basically, maybe we'll fucking pick a young hardcore band and just start like, setting it off. Like, I'll just be like, yo, we can do your songs better than you. You, you know what I mean? Yeah, Check do, this try out. to do one of ours. Like, Damn, that's a move. Covering a band's songs that you're like, we can do this song better. I don't think I think there's very few bands that I can't do better than. So fuck them. Like, I, like, wow. I, I'll I'll step to anybody in 2018 and then have them try to one up you by doing it. Self-defense. I mean, maybe Dude, like, I do like the the like the the merc, the mean like oh these young dudes think they can do it. Let's hit the real studio and really fuck this up. And yeah, like, like they can't sh- they can't clap back and you're like motherfucker. Right. You. This this is what it should have sounded like if you would have paid two hundred fifty dollars. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. You guys recorded a demo. We just mastered this track. No, I mean, uh, okay. So like, uh, not to go on forever, but like, I th- we've talked about it. I I honestly think I don't know if they'd ever cop to this. I honestly think Converge with every record kills everything that is going on at that time they mimic it and they murder it and so like and like, it becomes theirs it becomes there yeah. it becomes part of their canon so like when uh metalcore bands like started like converge put out like the, deedle, 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 the, the, the definitive metalcore record and was like oh you're all dead now you know what i mean like right. you like, live in our shadow now like the one record sounded like a touche amore record because it was like oh you're all into this touche uh la dispute world thing. Yeah. like <laughs> Uh, we're going to shut it down. We're, we're converge. You know right, what I mean? Like right. I'll chop the head right off that fucking snake. I don't give a fuck. Right. Like, and maybe some of those records work for you. Maybe they don't, but like they even have like neurosis things going. You know what I mean? Like oh, they, they, they just like, I, I really like that. I, re- I think that's the coolest fucking thing in the world. So but, I mean, there's not a lot of converges out there. No, there? there's not. But I think that some motivated young person is going to be the next converge. And I think that they could, just shut it down. I think they could get a leg yeah. up on this by being like, like I'm going to uh, like, Hey, just in the spirit of healthy competition, I'm not mad at anybody, but I think I'm better than you. And I'm going to cut your fucking head off. What was the question? <laughs> <laughs> what, can what, young, what do you think? No, no. Do. What do you think bands could oh. do better? More different. Of in 2018. Yeah. What, what would, what would be something you would like bands to do in 2018? What I would like them to do that yeah. will absolutely not happen. Sorry. Uh, what would I like? What I'd like them to do that would absolutely not happen is not fucking 
do stupid goddamn review slash interviews with major fucking mainstream publications. They always suck great big goddamn donkey dick. They're the actual worst things. Everyone, I'm sure I know somebody who writes something. I'm going to insult them and I apologize, but it's always comes off as the most pretentious, don't know what you're talking about thing. And I understand why bands like Turnstile are, you know, have to do it and why Code Orange has to do it because of where they're at. But I just think they're the worst things and I wish bands didn't have to do them. Mm. I I have mixed feelings on that. I totally get why somebody, like you said, it's part of the fucking process. But I also do feel you in that, like, they end up, like, I look at Fucked Up and I'm always like, Fucked Up had a great run because of the attention. But maybe also fuck themselves because of the attention. It's hard to ever tell. You know what I mean? So, like, it's a gamble. But I, I might be with you where, like, somebody comes to you and, and you're just like, you know what? You, like, Gloss. I thought Gloss was the funniest fucking thing in the world when they said to MTV, yo, don't take us the fuck down. Don't talk yeah. to us. Don't cover us. Now, is that what I would do? I don't know. I might just be like, yeah, listen, that's that's fine. People are going to say what they want to say. And you're you're welcome to, too. So I don't know if I'd get angry. But I love that they got angry. I thought that was fucking cool. I thought cool. that that was probably the one thing Gloss ever did that I was like, yeah, yeah. Like, oh yeah. I mean, that's I think that's awesome. like the because I've always hated yeah. that. I've hate I hated yeah. it when National yeah. Geographic came along and did whatever. Oh, like I've always edge, hated yeah. all of that, and it just is such a bum out to because yeah, I do want my friends to do well, and I get that that's like that's the thing. It's part and parcel of the deal. I just can't stand it, and I I've yet to see one that I think is good because out you know in reality. It's it's the equivalent of like when you watch like a documentary or you like watch the CBGB's movie or whatever you're like, ultimately you mother like whoever made this is a fucking outsider and you clearly don't get it. One hundred percent. It'll never yeah. be the way it really is. But yeah. It sucks too because sometimes you get someone who does, who should get it because like I know I'm sure you guys talked about this last week or whatever that dude that wrote the negative turnstile thing. Yeah. Like some yeah. people looked into that dude and he's in like some weird jazzy punk type. Weird old band with he's a like, saxophone. Yeah, yeah. yeah well, and it's like you'd think that dude would at least have somewhat of an idea. No, that, thing just no he's came too off pretentious. Like he had, to he think. Had, that, that, that kid tipped his hand when he when he said they're playing the venerated Damage City uh, yeah. uh, yep. uh, festival, which, celebrated by blah, 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 blah. which don't get me wrong, like yo, that's totally cool. That's cool fest. Who cares? But right. like, nice way to put it. Yeah, but like, but like, yo. By you saying that it's like the fucking most esteemed thing gives me the distinct impression that you have never been to a fucking actual show in your natural yeah. life. Right. It's so, just weird. I find the whole thing weird. It, but I have an axe to grind with the entire concept of publicity for hardcore bands and media for hardcore bands that isn't somebody we're, we're, stay the fuck out and of that our could, scene that could just be me being a grouchy old yeah, fart. We're going to have you on again because that's the thing that yeah. we can debate. I, yeah. I have mixed feelings. So, all right. Uh, there's something you wish bands would do in 2018 though. bands like you know um, keep working uh, don't all right you know here's here's one for bands and my bigger idea is more to the audience at large because I, I think this is you know talking about bands is cool and that's a big part of this but I, I also like to talk to the entire thing um, bands more one-off shows more weekends Less package bills, less four band packages. Uh, less the, fuck you horseshoes. Well, that's, I know that's about the thing. audience. We gotta that's, talk about that for a yeah, we'll we'll talk that. about that at some point. But More acting like an underground. Band. Yeah, the the there was there's there some somewhere over the time hardcore is kind of built out um, into these ideas that you need a booking agent and the booking agent is going to get you on the right package tour. And, and I see it and sometimes that really works and we've kind of become accustomed to that in a way that just doesn't, it doesn't vibe with what a lot of that, what a lot of the positive experiences I saw in being hands-on and not hands-on in hardcore was these shows. That's like, yo, yeah, fucking Jimmy in Poughkeepsie likes this band, this band and this band. So he got them all on a show and it's weird, and there are three bands that wouldn't make sense together, but it's cool. Um, and it's, you know, the tour package thing, I'm not going to pretend like that happened in 2010. That's always been there. A uh, friend, friend of mine, Jeff, from New Jersey, talked about, the other day to me, about a package, little East Coast run of shows that Shelter, Resurrection, 
Face Value, and Life of Agony did together. So, yeah, weird. 91, maybe? 90, I saw that show yeah. in 1993 at Studio right. One. Right, there you no go. No Face Value, though, but Shelter but, yeah. and Life of Agony. Yeah. Yeah, Rev, Rev did that in the late 90s. Right, and there was a lot. Right, so that's that was a big tour, too. The, the Rev, Rev tour. tour. And there, you know, a thousand in my eyes. Yep, speak uh, speaks of one four. Yeah. Uh, oh, I got but, an axe to grind on that. Yeah, we could. You got but beef so, with Dana Mahoney? But, yeah, but that's, so that's not like it's some new thing, you know, it gets talked about like it is. Um, it's not like bands just discovered having booking agents in hardcore, not a new thing. But you can exist without it. If you're a booking agent and you work with hardcore bands, let them do the one-offs. Uh, to the audience at large, l- try this for us. If there's a record you like, don't listen to it once. Listen to it twice. Listen to it five times, listen to it 20 times, and listen deep on it. And you don't have to be music aficionado to do it, but this is a neat thing to do. When you're listening to it, think about what it is that you like about it um, in a deep way. And that's kind of the appreciation level. I, I've had conversations with people who are younger who they'll hear something and go, oh, I like that, and then listen to it, listen to every song the band wrote, and then it's gone. And I think that music's more than that. I think it's art. I think it should be less disposable. So if you do one thing this year, pick a record you like, whether it's brand new, whether it's old, whether you just haven't listened to it for 10 years or you, whether you discovered it just now, and listen to it 10 times uh, to the point where you can tell your friend, hey, I, I like this record a lot. You know what? It makes me think X. It makes me feel happy. I really like the way the guitar sound is on this, whatever that is, because that's it's like an enriching thing, and it'll give you appreciation. So, that makes there sense. we go. All right, uh, anything else, guys? No, just anything we wanted to listen to this week. I'm gonna say I went deep on the Whipping Boy discography. Has anybody given Whipping Boy a shot? I no, I don't even know who that is. So it's a 1983 band, I want to say. All right, you can miss me uh, with that. From, uh, fucking, I don't know, maybe Northern California, wherever. It's Eugene Robinson from uh, Oxbow. Yep. It, it is his act from because I knew he was down with like, he's down with Rollins, but that makes sense. They're both kind of like intellectual meatheads, mm-hmm. but he's down with warrior poets. Yeah, he's down with Mackay, and I was like, how is he down with all these old motherfuckers? And then I was like, oh, he was in Whipping Boy, mm-hmm. which is this band that went from which I'd known about for years, but never gave a shot. It it's a band that went from like. Hardcore of its era to kind of like this swing period of like deep confusion to like Nick Cave. You know what I mean? And and I'm not saying that any one of those stops was 100% successful, but it was fascinating to see for me to see a band that in three albums over the course of three and a half years, you know what I mean, went through these wild changes sure. before he went on to be one of the biggest fucking weirdos that I've ever shared a stage with. And right. like, I thought I just was so impressed. I thought it was the coolest thing to watch this man who is a true OG, like to revisit his material, which is, you know, largely forgettable, but like whipping boy has a couple songs. Like it's like anti-government shit from like a black perspective. It's interesting in its own way. And it, just to see where he is now, Fascinating to me. Interesting. What else we got? Um, yeah, I. Uh, since we're doing older stuff, I, I've been revisiting a record I really like. I'm not huge on live records, but even though I recommended one earlier today, there's three live hardcore records I really like. Um, Bad Brains Youth are getting restless. Agnostic Front live at CBGB's, and this is a weird one. Black Flag, who's got the ten and a half. Uh, I recommend Black Flag, who's got the ten and a half, to people who are interested in Black Flag and are like, oh, I kind of want to check out some of the weird Rollins era stuff because after you get through My War, Slip It In has some funky production value. Loose Nut, the production value is really weird and intentionally so. And then the In My Head material, I, the guitars, it's, he might as well be playing some sort of a tin can. Um, but who's got the ten and a half is... Heavy, weird punk from 1986, I believe the recording is. And it's a great introduction to that kind of stuff. And I don't think it's on a lot of younger people's radar. So Definitely not. Black Flag for being the thing that it is. There is material of theirs that 
fans have never listened to. And it's not like they've got prodigious output, but mm-hmm. like there's just the shit that people are just like not fucking with. Yes. They're a tattoo band. They're, They're a tattoo 100%. band, but you know, I, I'm a big Loose Nuts, one of my favorite punk records, but who's got the ten and a half has better versions of the songs off that than <laughs> the actual studio. There's like a bootleg, I think, of the the, the full the demo version of those Loose Nuts songs oh, yeah. too that with some of the My War songs that's I think better than the the recorded version yeah. too. Guys? Um New old, you want to throw something out there? What I'm listening to? Jawbreaker Live. <laughs> Jawbreaker Live a lot. Yeah. Um uh, due to my buddy Brian, I've been listening to a lot of Jason Isbell. Um, mm-hmm. It's like country stuff. It's mm-hmm. um, that's really about it. Okay. Yeah. Legato, what you got? Uh, you know, I, I got like most of the fucking records I just pre-ordered this week, so I'm listening oh, yeah. to like so the new Trail of Lies, which is awesome. The new Harm's Way. I mean, I'm sure you guys have talked about this stuff already, yeah. but the one percent. Meathead, Meathead, Jim, music, both of them, and it's well, to say what you said about Harm's Way. Uh, shit, that was like eight hours ago. Uh, what did I say about heavy Harm's Way? music for lifting they're, heavy oh, things? Yeah, they're heavy music for lifting heavy things. I know you guys have talked about them oh. on the show before and how they're missing elements for you or whatever, but I think that's a thing for them where they really could find a home with Jim Meatheads, and I don't just say that because of the way the singer looks. But because like that record is that kind of heavy where it's like I don't see moshing to it. I see like you getting like the crazy I'm far away look. I'm going to pick up something. Here's really my here's my P, here's I'm my gonna, new PR. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like that. that could, What's the wad? I'm not trying to say it's new metal because it's not at all. But that shit I can put that that would slip right into my meathead gym playlist between like Disturbed and Break Stuff by Limp Bizkit. And you really Disturbed time. on your. I, yeah, that's a, I that's listened a wild to one. that dis- Disturbed record at the gym so much. He just wow. gained 15 new metal Twizzy fans yeah, on Twitter. Wow. Kill me. Yeah, don't at me. Uh, that's the only place. <laughs> See, I, that's your friend that's Rogato, the, that's people, the only by the way. Pla- that's the only place I find that music appropriate for me. Is, is the gym. It works for me in the gym. It doesn't work for me anywhere else. But I, I think a lot of. Do you do the. Oh, I walk. You know, <laughs> I, I throw the weight over my head like a gorilla. Yeah. Uh, but no, like arm, arms, arms away. That not that they're new metal, but they're that type of thing where it's like they're it's heavy. It's heavy, and it gets me psyched up to do like feats of strength, which I'm an old man. And, and you want to look doing. like the singer ultimately. So that makes if sense. I had looked at like that dude when I was in better shape, that would have been amazing. Uh, this has been Axe to Grind. Let's give out. Let's give the the ats. What do we got? We got at Axe to Grindcast on Twitter. Um, we have. Axe to Grind podcast at gmail.com. We're going to start a Facebook group so we can share things easier. Face group group, Facebook group uh, so we can all converse and do weird fucking shit. Um, But most importantly, the reason we're starting this Facebook group is that our next recording. Pat, what are we doing? We are doing a... This is by far the nerdiest thing I've ever... Not just that this podcast has made me do... This is like the dorkiest thing. No, ever. so so me and Pat have done dorky things. We did a uh, Beverly Hills 90210 season one complete uh, live blogging, watching the entire 21 episode season straight through. Yeah. No, no stops. We watched the whole thing. Oh, so geez. we love and this is nerdier. Well, this, is, this is nerdier. This is like <laughs> if we were. Okay. So, so you know, like dudes that play Warhammer and shit, right? Like yes. tabletop war gaming. And then there, <laughs> I don't that, know what that is. Then there's the dudes who paint the figures. But then there's the dudes who do the period specific war gaming that is like this is the South Pacific theater uh, <laughs> ground battle, you know what I mean? And they and that's nerdy. What we are doing eclipses all of that. We are doing a hardcore festival fantasy draft. And what that means is that we have given ourselves a like arbitrary number, a list of uh, about 450 bands. It's that like a nine-page spreadsheet that's in itself. Uh, compiled over festivals since only 2015, mm-hmm. um, of most of the major U.S. festivals, uh, with very few exemptions from this list, um, and we've assigned them a point value. And given ourselves a budget, and we will be having the draft at our next recording. And Bob put all of this together for you, so yeah, yeah. yeah so, so all, and what we'll do is we'll put the info out so you can follow along. And you maybe want to make your own. We'll give you the rules. Maybe it's, we do like a like a contest. It's going to be co- oh yeah, we should give something away. It's going, but it's we gonna have be nothing to give away. In uh, love, we'll and, love and kisses. Jar of peanut it, butter. 
So it, would, it, it it's seven of those. It's going to be controversial because somebody's going to beef with some of the values that we put on the bands. It's but arbitrary. It's not based in reality. We just threw some values out there, literally, that uh, you know, spent an hour just going through and uh, you know, with some cross checking, but like pretty, pretty like, oh, have I heard of this? Oh, is this popular? Is this not? And we Th- went from this that. will be a nice test for our listeners. We are going to find out how far down the rabbit hole you'll go with us because yes. this is this might be rock bottom this is appalling there's this no according to some of our listeners there's no bottom <laughs> this i don't know this is uh this is rough and uh, if you made it this far in the podcast we all week, float God down bless. here i don't know um so so yeah we've been talking for three hours at 1 a.m so if so if we looping, all sound drunk and somewhat like tom waits that's why yeah i i'm getting i'm getting <laughs> the uh, piano has been drinking <laughs> more tom voice um yeah so so it, it also is going to be a cool exercise to see virtually how booking a festival might not be easy uh, as as much as easy as someone would like to be like oh book this book this book this and then you put in oh you only have this much to use oh oh yo straight straight up maintaining a vibe I'm trying to make yeah. a cool festival maintaining a vibe is really right, fucking so hard so let me let me just say this only one other person who's not in the room has seen the list and gotten a chance to do it and that is my good friend Riley who does Sound of Fury Festival he he killed the he he did it he we killed did the vibe it. he no with vibe with style. Uh, he, Big, yeah. It was it was good, and he, uh, at first he because he deals in reality was f- blanching at some of the points, and oh this isn't. And I'm like, dude, no, I, I know, I know, I've, I've been there too. This was done for the sake of the game, and then he got it. He's like, oh okay, I'm in, and went, took a half hour, did it, and he booked it with vibe, with the flow. His list is good. Too but good that's to a share dude with that like does like a Rubik's. Yeah, like he's that's already done do. the Rubik's yep. cube. I know. So like I know. That's I, I'm, like I'm excited to, to dominate. So I, let's I, go. I, 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 I started. It was the worst You'll experience of my life. You, the the, the extra time is going to help you. I'm right. finding the the lower tier acts to be the most difficult part. Like, yep. it's it's tough to try to fill because for me personally, I don't like the first ten bands on a on a bill. So like. I want to cut them. That's my instinct. It's like to be like this would be stronger right. without them. Right. But like, anyway, yeah. well, it's it's a whole thing. All right, we'll get you that information. You'll fucking get into it, and we'll all do it together. And it was nice to know you guys after we do this. And <laughs> yeah, yeah, you, yeah, yeah. You know, we, we'll understand if you, you folks don't decide it's to. You know, intense. the next one will be fun. We'll talk shit about a bunch of people, like whatever yeah. you, you know, whatever everyone likes. But we'll the, just, this will also give us a chance to talk a lot about the bands. That's all true. Right. Uh, overpower, overcome. <laughs> 